This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19 and Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, PTSD. I'm Dr. Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Union Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. COVID-19 and the pandemic in general has affected people's mental health over the last year, uh, and it has been a traumatic event for some people, lockdowns, restrictions, etc., whether or not to get a vaccine. Uh, and patients may be dealing with post-traumatic stress. Joining me today is Kayla Orr, therapist at St. Luke's Counseling Center. Kayla specializes in trauma counseling as well as eye movement, desensitization, reprocessing. Didn't know what that is, so I'm looking forward to asking you about that. Okay. Uh, welcome, Kayla. You know, when, when people think about post-traumatic stress, they think about, you know, Vietnam, uh, combat, some sort of felony crime that was committed. But it, that's not always true, correct? Correct. And you can have a post-traumatic stress from things that... It, it, to each his own post-traumatic stress. I guess that's yes. what I'm trying to say. That, you, you know, you just because one person found this a stressful situation, someone else might. So could you tell us about that and how you approach this post-traumatic stress disorder? Sure. Um, like you said, I mean, any traumatic event that someone experiences, um, it's their perception of what happened in the event and how their body is responding to it. And so really, you know, we could be in the same situation. We could both be in a car accident together and you could respond completely differently be able to cope with it, you have good support systems, that sort of thing to, to back you up. But, you know, me, maybe I don't have have those supports and I maybe I'm prone to more anxiety, depression type things. I already have these um, going on in my life. And so um, I respond differently. I maybe don't have um, the right sort of coping strategies or just not the right support systems in my life where I'm able to kind of get through the situation that happened and um, be able to move forward. Um, and so needing a little bit more assistance um, would be would be what I would I would suggest is someone seeking out some help to talk with somebody to kind of process through that trauma. Have you seen people with post-traumatic stress from COVID? Um, yes, I've seen some that have gotten it from COVID, more of like the acute stress disorder, which is kind of the precursor to a PTSD diagnosis. Um, it's a little it uh, doesn't last as long in their life as long as they're you know maintaining those coping strategies. Um, but yes, I have seen some PTSD um, directly from COVID-19. Um, people have experienced um, deaths of loved ones um, or just, I mean, the lockdowns in general can be traumatic for people. Um, and so um, various reasons I've seen PTSD uh, through COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for some of the staff, well, staff always grieve mm -hmm. when they lose a patient. Of course. You know, and that's that. Do you have to compartmentalize it so you can go see the next patient? Absolutely. And that's mm -hmm. that's one of the noble things about medicine, but also one of its tragedies, that the compartmentalization, you know. Right. But it's extra hard when it's someone that was young that died. Sure. You know, you know we've had some 49-year-olds, some, you know, 47-year-olds, people that are younger than me, you know, die with young kids and a young wife, et cetera. And so I know the staff is, has, that's been tough on them. Mm-hmm. Really tough. I mean, they, they, it's tough on when they lose a patient in general. but Absolutely. Well, I, I want to get to what is EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Yes. Never heard of this. Tell me what it is. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's an eight-phase treatment. Um, Dr. Francine Shapiro um, developed this um, using the idea of REM sleep, so the rapid eye movement that we do when we're sleeping, connecting that right brain and that left brain. 
Um, and so we're using bilateral stimulation. There's lots of ways to do that. Um, the eye movements um, kind of following our fingers, this type of thing is, is how you're trained, but they have lots of um, equipment you can buy. Um, there's a light bar that you can use to follow, um, different things like that. And so we use that to process through the traumatic events that have occurred. Um, so we, you know, recall that memory. We think of those negative thoughts that um, come along with that because typically there's a lot of it's my fault, um, a lot of negative self-talk that we're that we're processing through when we have traumatic incidents happen. And so we're working through those to re reprocess basically how we think about those situations. Um, it's also a very body-based therapy where we focus on where are you feeling that tension in your body? Are you feeling that in your stomach? Do you feel, feel like a, you know, a, your throat? Are you feeling kind of like that, that pit there? Um, and we really focus on those to bring some of that tension down um, through that, that bilateral stimulation. Um, it really allows that um, the internal associations that the person is doing to be changed. Um, in, in their memory and then their their feelings and their their thoughts about the situation. Um, obviously, we can't take the situation away that happened, but they're able to think differently about the trauma that happened to them and 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 change those thoughts to be something more positive. Like I'm, you know, I know it's not my fault. I I have power in this situation. I can get through this. That sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, is this something like if I had a traumatic event, I go have this done? you know, one session or one series of treatments and then I'm cured or is this an ongoing sort of? It's an ongoing sort of therapy. We typically do um, once a week, 45 minute to 60 sessions or 60 se um, minutes, sorry. Um, and then um, it really depends on the trauma. So um, we can get, you know, one if you have one specific incident that happened to you, you know, that traumatic incident, we can probably process through that pretty quick. Um, you know, four to five, six, sometimes seven sessions. Um, if you're talking more of a complex trauma, this kind of builds on other traumas you've had in your life. You know, I've done sessions, you know, six months, seven months with people just because they just there's just so much that they've they've associated with this trauma on top of it. So it really it varies depending on the patient. Everybody's different. Um, and so I can't give like a specific timeline for how long people will be in this therapy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense better and throwing a medication at it, you know, really, Absolutely. right, you know, yeah. Now, how does, this is kind of off the question, but same realm here. How do, how do like service dogs help people with PTSD? Uh, is it just a distraction for them? I mean, you, you, you see some of the soldiers particularly have a service dog for PTSD. Sure. Um, I know my dogs put me in a good mood. I love my dogs. Yeah. I love my dogs more. Than I love my family for the most part. <laughs> sure. You know, we Tiny and I used to joke when the kids were little. We'd say, "Well, if we divorce, it's the kids every other weekend, but we're gonna fight like hell to get sole custody of the dogs." You know of what course. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so how does that work? How does I mean, how does that work? Uh, the PTSD and the dogs. Sure. So, if we're talking an actual service dog, the kind that have had the training, right, um, right. which is most like what you're talking about, yep. they have special training to notice when this person's, you know, body body is changing. If they're starting to feel oh. more anxious, or if they're um, you know, they know they're trained kind of what this person's triggers are, that sort of thing. So they're specifically designed for this person, um, kind of like a medication would be to target something specific. This dog is trained um, to notice, you know, this this is an area that, you know, maybe triggers this person or th I'm noticing wh whatever it is in their body that is telling me that they're starting to get more anxious or they're getting more fearful. Um, and so they're able to, you know, 
get that person out um, out of that situation if they can, or just be there for that person through that situation if they need to be um, be there with them. So that is fascinating. Yeah, I always say humans we don't deserve dogs. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's right? True. I mean, it's seriously. true. Yeah. So just in general, because not everyone that's going to listen to this podcast either has PTSD or knows someone that has PTSD. Absolutely. But um, what, what is your general advice for people struggling with mental illness during COVID-19? Sure. I say, you know, make sure you're taking care of yourself. We're all, you know, especially through COVID-19, we're very focused on other people and taking care of other people and making sure other people are safe. Um, and so being very focused on yourself, giving yourself that time that you need, you know, to calm down, whether that be some form of exercise, you know, good nutrition, um, spending time with family when, when you can and when you're comfortable doing so, um, and just making sure you're listening to your body and your own needs. Um, and obviously, if you're if you are struggling to seek out some some professional help, um, is definitely kind of what I recommend to people. Well, and and you know, I I mean, I'm a huge mental health advocate, and yeah. um, you know, you you, you would have your diabetes treated by a professional. Yeah. You should also have your disorders of your brain treated by a professional. But so if a listener wanted to get an appointment uh, Mm -hmm. or talk to someone about mental health, how would they do that? Sure. So Unity Point employees have the EAP services. um, And so they would just call the EAP uh, number um, at St. Luke's or whether you're any other Unity Point, wherever you're at, um, calling that EAP number. Um, if you're employee assistance, employee program. assistance program. Yes. Sorry. Um, and then, you know, here, if you're here in Cedar Rapids, we have the, the St. Luke's counseling center. Um, so you can call that number, um, or Abbey health as well is, is also part of unity point now as, um, too. Um, but then if, I mean, obviously unity point is all over, um, parts of the state of Iowa. And so, um, giving direct numbers would be difficult for me to do for everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm, you know, reaching out to any counseling centers you have in the area or really checking into the employee assistance program. And for listeners that aren't part of Unity Point, um, you know, a lot of organizations do have their own employee assistance programs. You just need to reach out to your HR department and they'll be able to tell you if they offer that. Yeah, I I, I think the, the take home point there is don't you're not in this alone. Right. Reach out for help. There is, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, as the Bible says, and there's people here to help if you need it. Absolutely. Yeah, this is great information. I'm glad I now know what EMDR therapy is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm far from an expert, but at least I, I learned something. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> this has been great information. Once again, this is Kayla Orr, therapist at St. Luke's Counseling Center. For more information, visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.